Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Today is a momentous day in American history. Today is November 4th, the day after the American election. We are recording this about two weeks before the American election. So forgive us if I'm sure something's going to age poorly by the time the election results are out. Well, the, here's the thing. By the time the election results are not going to come out on November 4th, it's going to take a while. A lot of you are mailing in their stuff. It's going to take a while to get it. So the future might not even have the answers right now. So maybe you guys do. You may have a general idea of how it's going to go. Um, maybe one candidate took like a crazy lead and no matter how many mail-ins, like they won't catch up. But you know more information than we do right now. We're in the past when everyone's still anxious, not knowing what's going to happen. Hopefully it is less anxious up with you guys. Yeah, we're hoping for the best, but oh boy. But you're here so we can take your mind off things yeah, and put and them on other horrible things. Yeah, don't worry. We're going to make, we're going to brighten your mood and then we're just going to stomp it right back down. Right. Um, If we're consistent with anything, it's the fact that we put out garbage material and you guys like garbage material, which is why you come back every week. Thank you again for the subscribers, for the people who come back every week on Apple Podcasts. Po- yeah. And if you don't follow us, like if you're just like waiting for our social tweets and like our social links to find out there's a new episode, what's wrong with you? Just hit Guys, follow. Guys, it's every Wednesday. Subscribe. It's, it's every Wednesday. We don't need to tell you it's the same time every week. We record these in the past to make sure you have a Wednesday. We're doing yeah. this for you. Because we're certainly not doing it for us. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, also, make sure you are following us on Instagram and Twitter at Permanent Good and each one of us individually at Permanent Handle and Alex the Goods, G O O D E S, on Twitter and Instagram. Don't follow me on Instagram. I mean, you can. I don't post anything. Twitter, Chef's Kiss to all the amazing jokes I put out. Chef's Kiss. You yeah okay oh yeah it is content it is content it if is content hey you can say a lot of things about our podcast but you have to call it content it mm-hmm. is objectively content right at, and here at a uh, permanent good we do the bare minimum and it's still the minimum we're never gonna go below the minimum I think no promises I know I just promised I'm rescinding that no promises so if there's one thing we're good at it's Doubling back on our word. Yeah, doubling back, doubling down, apologizing often and early, um, and levying expectations. All right. Is there anything you want to do before uh, before we jump into the movie? Um, No, I don't think. This is a short movie, like 90 minutes. I don't yeah. know where the spoilers would start or begin. Um, we can talk about the movie, but guys, this movie came out. 1999. 1999. You've had 21 years to watch it. So I'm not going to feel bad if you don't know how this is. And you should out. watch it. You, you should. should. Watch it. Yeah, you should. So I guess we can jump into it. Time code 1517. Um, Hogarth Hughes. What a name. What, are we hard up for names? What's, what's going on here? Dude. You can make up any name you want. Make it a little bit more believable than Hogarth. What is this, Lord of the Rings? <laughs> Hogarth? As soon as he said that, I'm like, oh, no. This is a joke. And I've seen this movie before. It's been like 15 years, but I've seen it before, and I'm like, oh, it's not Hogarth. This is a joke. Yeah. Um. So this movie was directed by Brad Bird, mm-hmm. the same guy that directed and wrote both Incredibles movies. And you can definitely tell because there's something about Brad Bird that just loves that 50s, 60s aesthetic. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. That, that yeah. I liked the animation. I liked the, the art style. It was very cool. Obviously, the Incredibles movies are like iconic. So I'm not going to go in on everyone's, you know, childhood heroes. Um, This is, I liked it. It was a good movie. Um, You could definitely tell in terms of like the animation that they were trying something new and it didn't always work. 
Yeah. Because at the beginning of the movie is when I notice it the most is this combination of 3D environments with 2D characters. Yeah. Where, you know, the ocean is this like detailed, uh, largely scoped uh, 3D animation with waves and textures and whatnot. And then the guy on his fishing boat is just it, it feels out of place. Almost. Yeah. When they're so inside of each other like that. Yeah, I didn't expect much. I, I definitely wasn't going in being like, oh, this is an artistic masterpiece. I'm like, it's it's going to be a cool story. I know where it's going. This is the first time Macy's ever seen it. She liked it. It's a cute movie. Simple, easy to follow. Um, and it, It's a good one. Um, Yeah, I like the 50s aesthetic. Didn't know Jennifer Aniston was in this movie. That was the only thing I knew about it. Is I knew, like... I knew what the giant looked like. I, you know, he's an iconic character. I've seen him before, mm-hmm. and I knew Jennifer Aniston was in the movie. No, I heard her voice, and I'm like, oh, I know that. So I looked it up. And I'm like, yo, this is Jennifer Aniston. She f- did this movie while in Friends. So like that was wild. Also, Harry Connick Jr. as Dean. Yep. I'm like, I love Gene. I mean, Dean as a character. I have since I was younger. I'm like, oh, this guy's super cool. Check out that soul patch. I want to look like that. That, that <laughs> you know, that five o'clock shadow. He was just a cool dude who could just like make art at a junkyard. So I really thought that was sweet. And then the general is it's Tommy Lee Jones, not voiced as Tommy by Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, it's a very Tommy Lee Jones esque character. It is the most Tommy Lee Jones character. I'm like, that looks like him. Like, you guys just stole a real person's look and just animated it. But. So, the thing I want to get into is this is a lot of people's, like, childhood movie. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the movie that kids watch on repeat and their parents get sick of watching it kind of movie. Yeah, this was my little brother's favorite movie growing up. Yeah, and, you know, this is a lot of. I was friends with a lot of art people and animation people in high school and college. So like this movie is also important in that field as well Mm -hmm. for the experimental animation that it was. Um, So, you know, this movie is super iconic and it's not afraid to like be emotional at the end. But the problem that I found with it was I was not, I found the first half of the movie very, very boring. And then when we got to the second half where stuff like started to go down and like we're supposed to like get payoffs on the investments. I'm like, this is cool and all, but I wish I kind of wish there was a better setup for it all. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like some of the scenes. Um, Some of them were just like funny. Like I like the cannonball scene. Um I liked the espresso scene with Dean, uh, the squirrel scene with Dean in the beginning. Like some of these things, I'm just like, oh, this is just cute. Um, And I gave this movie probably more passes than I would other kids movies for like adding in just funny kid scenes because like it was a short movie. I didn't have to see it over and over and over again. So it didn't bother me too much. But as per usual, this thing had some holes. Small, but definitely holes. Like, for instance, it's a really good thing that Hogarth, horrible name, but whatever, HH, um, found the on-off switch. Very quickly. Very, very quickly. Very quickly. And it was just out in the open, labeled on-off switch. Yeah. Um, it's also a good thing Hogarth's mom knew exactly where to go. Yeah. And she showed up there immediately and then didn't believe him about you know a giant robot even though there was destruction all around him you know whatever like guys there's footprints trees are down the power plant is destroyed and nobody's believing anybody right now but he's a kid alex i'm like come on i'd be like okay i'm gonna cut this kid a little bit of slack because i'm in a giant footprint right now also this is the sneakiest robot ever because he just disappears when the mom shows up. Yeah. You don't hear him. Yeah. You don't see him. And then when the the government agent shows up, um, he gets his car eaten and nobody hears it or Twice. sees it. And then comes back for the car. Again, 
Nobody hears it. Nobody sees it. Sneakiest robot ever. I'm like, give me a break. Something that I found funny was that scene with where the Iron Giant is introduced and like Hogarth is like awoken in the middle of the night and he like hurriedly gets out of his bed and goes to the power plant. Mm -hmm. I just found it really funny that the first thing that Hogarth grabs is a gun. Like that's like he opens his drawer and like, okay, step one, gun. Step two, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. Step two, let me grab tape so I can tape my flashlight. Very cool. You know, he had a BB gun. Um, speaking of the BB gun, so the guy's car gets eaten. Yeah. And everything disappears but the BB gun. I'm like, man, it's real convenient that this guy doesn't like wood, I guess. <laughs> and he's cool with the rest of the car. I mean, I honestly don't have a lot of notes to tear this thing down because it's a good movie. I like yeah. it. Um, what else? Uh, another quirk that I liked, another mm-hmm. quirk that I liked was I liked how the Iron Giant made kind of like glottily sounds when he would eat the power lines. Like he was eating the power lines and he was going, <sighs> and I'm like, that, that those are human noise. Hey, those are human noises the, you're making there, bud. Yeah. I mean, the robot voiced by the one and only Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, you might know him from his other character, Groot. I mean, it had to eat. Its stomach would rumble. He he needed to sleep. He felt emotions. I'm like, this is an extremely, no pun intended, down-to-earth alien that we're dealing with. Extremely human-like. Learned English crazy fast. Towards the end of the movie, he was conjugating verbs perfectly i'm like okay this is impressive this guy knows what's up um but i mean like i don't know also huge little quirk that i liked uh the amount of times people said they were gonna wig out oh no my mom's gonna wig out i'm like yes is that what people in the 50s sounded like because i'm on board yeah i think this movie is just really well known for having a very emotional third act. And I think it I, I it delivers. It mm-hmm. definitely delivers. The third act is like the best part of the movie. And there's like no argument about it. I think you totally understand both sides of the confrontation, even though you know that it's just one big miscommunication. Right. Yeah, it was. And like the town's kind of on the robot side because it saves the two kids from falling. But no one in the town speaks up and the army shows up and starts shooting at him. And he just goes ballistic because the one guy wants the alien and he wants everyone to destroy the robot. It's just a whole thing. And you're like, I totally get it. This makes sense. You know everyone's motivations. You know what everyone's trying to do. And everyone responds immediately when they have the right information. Like, it just made sense. Yeah. And it was very satisfying when the government agent tried to leave. And then the g- general was just like... Okay, two of you, round him up. Make sure make sure he gets his comeuppance. Yeah, but I mean, like, overall, I mean, it's a 90-minute movie. There wasn't a lot of room for flaws, and they didn't have a lot of them. I liked it. Yeah, like, the one thing that I kind of wish is that they had, like, one or two more scenes of Hogarth teaching the giant humanity. Yeah. Like, they have the one scene of the deer dying and... Hogarth is like, yeah, guns kill, don't be a gun. And that's kind of like the foundation for it. And I feel like there could have been like one or two more building blocks that went off of that. Right. I mean, you kind of got a glimpse of that when he started attacking Hogarth on accident. Yeah. And then Dean just yells at him and he freaks out, you know, and it randomly starts snowing. But I mean, like, yeah, it was was a cool movie. I dig it. I like the parts. I like everyone's character. There was a couple funny parts um, that I appreciated um the laxatives all all that stuff it was was a good movie i recommend it uh what would you give it out of 10 um like a mid seven like a mid to low seven seven point three seven point five yeah i mean as far as kid movies go i mean we've seen enough at this point as kids and as adults it's one of the better ones yeah um so i would would give it like a a higher seven like a seven seven six seven seven all right rock on let's bring back 
the non-movie listeners and move on to our improv segment. Okay. So our improv segment this week is just, what would you do? WWCD. What would Craig do? Or Alex, whatever you want to do. And all it is. No, I kind of like this being a Craig specific. I mean, we can do it. Uh, you might not like it. We'll see though. We can make it a Craig oh. thing. What would Craig do? Um, It's the reverse rules of improv. So most improv is yes and. This is a no but. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you in a scenario. Let's say you are trapped in an elevator and it's falling. And you're going to tell me how you're going to get out. And every time you, t- you try to do something or you'll be talking, I'll just be like, oh, no, you can't do that. But you can do this. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to work with this. And I'll be like, oh, no, you can't do that either. You're going to have to do this. I'm just going to keep shooting your ideas down until you come up with a slightly not plausible way of escaping. Okay. Yikes. So it's going to be painful. But let's see how you do. Because what would Craig do? WWCD. So here's your scenario. Um, Craig, you got into a car accident on your way to a job interview. And the person you hit is your interviewer. What would you do? Well, I would do all the standard accident procedures. Like what? You know, uh, exchange insurance information. Oh, see, that's the problem, Craig. You don't have insurance. Then I take his insurance information. Mm-hmm. But you do have a bag of cash in the back of your car. How much is in the bag? Yeah, oh, Half a million dollars. Oh, dude, then I just give him like $50,000 and mm-hmm. be like, hey, let's not report this, please. Right. See, but the job you're going for is HR and ethical policies. Huge deal for the job. I would just ask him right there, like, hey, should I even still bother interviewing or should we just part ways here? But luckily for you, the interviewer, he's corrupt. Oh, then I give him 75000 and I say, let's keep going, bud. See, that's that would normally work, but a cop's watching this whole thing go down. What's he going to do? I'm going to give him $10,000, and I'm going to be like, all right, now what? I love how the solution to this problem is, who wants money? You want money? I got money you for you. You gave me half a million dollars? I'm going to use it. <laughs> all right, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. All right, Alex. No, this is what would Craig do? I don't have to do. Oh, you don't have to do anything. (laughs) I'm going to put you in a really bad situation. Um, You're in a hijacked plane. Okay. And you have a gun. And the person that hijacked it is locked behind the pilot's door. What do you do? I would. There's a phone out in the cabin, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's say there's a PA for all the flight attendants to use. Well, I would try to contact ground control at some point and be like, hey, help, please. Okay, ground, yeah, that's cool. Ground control is like, hey, we're sending in fighter jets. We're going to see if we can help you out, but like, you're going to need to get in the cabin. All right. We can only do so much. I'm going to shoot the lock with my gun. I mean, you're going to shoot a gun? In a pressurized cabin? What are you, crazy? <laughs> you better get okay. inventive here, man. All right. I Then I bash the door in with the fire hydrant. Well, here's the thing, Craig. You were in a horrible accident prior to all this. So you're a paraplegic. Your, your legs are okay, uncast. Then I shoot the gun and take everyone down with me. Okay, sure. I guess you're a terrorist now. That plane didn't need to be hijacked. Craig was going to take the plane down. <laughs> okay, we're going to change this into what would Alex do? Because Alex is inventive. He can get himself out of anything. Craig, All right, Alex. Give me a scenario. I'm ready for anything. You inhabit the body mm-hmm. of a firefighter Perfect. that is currently fighting like a skyscraper fire. Oh, Perfect. Oh, so and so mm-hmm. so you do not have any of the skills or training. Oh, you yeah. are just there. Who needs them? Who needs them? So here's what I would do as a firefighter who has no firefighter training. I am finding water, water bottles, a hose, and I'm gonna see if I can track down the fire. I'm not taking the elevator because that's a rookie move. I'm going up each and every stair because I've been trained for this my entire life. 
Um, but it's like 25 flights of stairs. Perfect. I am taking the elevator. And I take <laughs> <laughs> taking the elevator up because I haven't worked out that hard. And when I get to the top, um, I realize that the fire is a result of a horrible gas leak and it could explode at any second. Luckily, I know exactly what to do. And I take a scolding hot piece of melting metal and I weld it by sticking it against the gas leak. And I single-handedly stop the gas leak. Um, But the problem is the flames are extending from the gas leak by about eight feet. Okay. Luckily, I'm impervious to pain. And I know... I know that it's either me or everyone in this skyscraper. So I'm like, you know what? Who needs an arm? Who needs firefighter gear that's going to protect me? I'm going to use myself to get this scolding hot piece of metal that's definitely melting my glove to my hand to cover up this gas leak. And I'm going to single-handedly stop the gas leak. Then now I have to deal with a fire all over you know, the 25th to 30th floor. So it's simple what I do now. I find fire extinguishers. I let all the other firefighters know where I'm at, you know, and you're not throwing wrenches into any of this because I know what I'm doing. And I have them come up via tightrope from narrowing a nearby skyscraper. Like, you know, what's that thing? That uh, grappling hook. So they throw it over and then they start crawling over to my building using the grappling hook. And then that's how we fight the fire. That's how you do it. Take notes, firefighters. That's how you do it. Okay. So your second... Did I give you a second? Did you give me a second? Yes, you did. We can do this as long as we want, man. I mean, start off garbage so we can just take out the bad ones. Or leave them all in to show progress. All right. Your second scenario Mm -hmm. is you got caught... Committing tax fraud with your charity. Okay. So the great thing about committing tax fraud with your charity is I know I'm going to some cush prison, which is why I decided to do this act, you know, other than armed robbery, homicide, all that other heinous stuff. So what I do is I make a deal with the DA. I will rat out all my compatriots so that I can go to, I can get exported to a Swedish prison and I'll pay him off. And if he doesn't take the money, it's okay. I got names and they're going to make a deal with me. I'll take a plea deal. Then once I'm in Sweden, I get out on good behavior, stay in Sweden. Then I'm going to go to a country with no extradition, preferably an enemy of the United States. I shouldn't be saying this while I'm still in the military, but say I do. Enemy of the United States, no extradition. And then I start doing tax fraud there. But I do it as an American citizen over there. So no one knows really where my money's supposed to be going. And I'm going to do it the easy way. Strip clubs, laundromats, and casinos. Okay, but the problem is uh, you're not making any money anymore. Okay. The next step is simple. I sell my body, which is extremely lucrative. So I'm going to go in. I'm going to begin a Magic Mike enterprise where I find dashing young men and we go out. And you need to do what we have to do to provide for our families. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And then until we raise enough capital, capital, capital to open up a board game business where we would teach people, you know, how to avoid taxes, monopoly like, but strictly illegal. And I'll make money with Hasbro's and Parker Brothers. That's what you do. All right. Fair enough. Flawless plan. Audience, what would you do in my situation? I just got, uh, we can't just take it off the chin. Can't just do my time. What would you do? Let us know. At permanent good. There's a right answer and a wrong answer. There's many right answers, one wrong answer. And the wrong answer is deal with it. Because we here at permanent good do not accept consequences. We fight them. We have no accountability. We do whatever we want. Do you want to do the middle segment? Let's do the middle segment, a.k.a. Bracket Boys. So last week, you might be familiar, our champion from the Bracket Boys tournament was the color green. 
Um, hard to fight against photosynthesis when it's the reason all humans are alive. But we have some hot and random contenders this week. Craig, are you ready? I am very ready. So we have eight seeds as we do normally. So we'll have a couple showdowns. And the first seed is coffee. Coffee is a brewed drink prepared from roasted coffee beans, the seeds of berries from certain coffee species. Dried coffee seeds, referred to as beans, are roasted to varying degrees, depending on the desired flavor. Coffee is also known for its addictive, caffeinated quality, similar to cocaine, but similarly, significantly more legal. Also has diuretic qualities like salt water and laxative properties like, you know, laxatives. Coffee this week is going against rain. Rain is liquid water, if you didn't know, in the form of droplets that are condensed from the atmospheric water vapor. You may know it from movies like Singing in the Rain, Planet Earth, or The Notebook. I cannot confirm whether the rain in these movies was real. I uh, I can. Singing in the Rain. Uh, singing in the Rain, they mixed it with milk, so it's milk rain. Yeah, I think this is a hard argument to do when you can't have coffee without rain. But here's the thing water we can now we have the technology to water plants without rain like we can extract water from different sources Mm -hmm. like we can just like suck those clouds up and uh turn those suckers into water and water our plants with them see so but why do we need coffee caffeine is nice laxatives less nice but important sometimes we could always have. Here's the thing: I don't drink coffee. Yes, and I do. I'm, I'm drinking it right now. now. I'm literally drinking coffee right now. Uh, I think coffee. Coffee is the most popular morning caffeine. Okay. You don't wake up and chug 16 ounces of Mountain Dew. Right? But hear me out. You have coffee. I'm gonna take it back to our ancestors, the legends before us, aka Africa by Toto, and they don't say "God bless the coffee." Down in Africa. You're right. I think it's important so that we keep our eyes on the prize. Think about. <laughs> and that's a perfect reference. Ironclad argument. I think we got to go rain on this one. I think we got to go rain on this one. Yeah. Toto said so. Next one. Caterpillars. Not exactly sure how to say it. It's spelled caterpillars. Could be caterpillars. Whatever. The larval stage. Larval. Yeah, larval stage of members of the thing I can't pronounce, insect, ordering compromised. Okay, listen, the gist is butterflies and moths. Well-known precursor (laughs) to the popular tattoo many females get on the small of their back. Also, well-known part of the caterpillar butterfly metaphor that people use to make their ugly children feel better. Last week, I was giving you such a hard time for your descriptions. Now you're bailing on them yourself. Bro, first of all, how do you pronounce this? L-E-P-I-D-O-P-T-E-R-A. Lepidoptera? Yeah. First of all, I'm a scientist. I should have known that. Should have known. Caterpillars going up against, I would say the underdog. Electricity. A set of phys- physical phenomena associated with the presence and motion of matter that has a property of electric charge. Can we just skip this? Can um, we skip? I would like to include that it makes many things run. Not exactly sure how it works, but it's fast and painful. How is anything going to get past electricity? Bro, I don't know, but I thought Caterpillar... No one has tattoos of electricity. Caterpillars, butterflies... Yeah, they do. I mean, so, where are your sources? People have lightning bolt tattoos. I feel like more people have butterfly caterpillar tattoos than electricity. Audience, send us your tattoos. We have electricity running through our bodies. We do not have caterpillars running through our bodies. All right. I see your point. Electricity comes out a winner of that one. All right. Next one. C5. Mahatma Gandhi. Born October 2nd, 1869, assassinated 30th January, 1948, Indian lawyer, anti-colonial nationalist, political ethicist, employed nonviolent resistance. Long story short, lighter brown, underweight Indian version of Martin Luther King. 
All right. Next one. Submarines. A submarine is a watercraft capable of independent operation underwater. It differs from a submersible, which has more limited underwater capacity. It is also sometimes used historically or colloquially to refer to remotely operated vehicles and robots, as well as medium-sized and smaller vessels. Submarines are referred to as boats rather than ships, irrehensible of their size. Military uses include attacking enemy surface ships, merchant and military, or other submarines. There's a lot more, but that's submarines. Gandhi or submarines. There's a lot of nukes on submarines. And to my knowledge, Gandhi doesn't know a whole lot about nukes. He know We know that he would be against them. Yeah. I think that's, it's not too much of a stretch to say that. Yeah. And, you know, Gandhi inspired civil rights movements around the planet. But, hear me out. Okay. Making of the Titanic. Yeah. Daniel Cam- Cameron. David Tam- Cameron. D. Cameron. D. Cam. James as Cameron? As like to say. I'm not exactly sure what his first name is, but that's not important. Use a submarine to make that movie. So... I'm taking this back to week one. Alex, haven't you not seen Titanic? Never seen it, but I know DiCaprio's in it. And I think we did him wrong by having Green win last week over him. So I think that we should give it back to the subs and Decam and subs beat Gandhi. I think it's okay if we don't have Gandhi, if we still have MLK. We'll bring MLK way back. <laughs> okay. New and improved Gandhi 2.0. Oh my god, okay, yeah, okay. Subs beat Gandhi. Seed seven, fingernails. The hard thing on your fingers to help you open stuff. People bite them, some people like them pretty. Fingernails. Best description there has yet. And then adrenaline. I really hope I can make it through this. Adrenaline, also known as epinephrine, is a hormone and medication. Adrenaline is naturally produced by the adrenal glands and a small number of neurons in the medulla oblongata where it acts as a neurotransmitter involved in regulating visceral functions. It plays an important role in fight-or-flight response. Um, Can make you anal retentive or, full circle back to laxatives, evacuate your bowels for lightweight maneuvering. Adrenaline versus fingernails. So fingernails are basically like... Can openers. Yeah, but isn't it a way that like your body evacuate some of the calcium in your body bro i don't know because if you don't have enough calcium your body's not going to prioritize making fingernails all i know is when i cut my fingernails suddenly i can't open things correct and that's a problem so fingernails over adrenaline well but adrenaline is like a survival instinct right yeah I mean, you could say that. And also, like, adrenaline is what you get after you're done, you know, driving fast cars. And then you get out and you're like, huh, yeah, I want to, like, punch a guy now. Yeah, see, that's unhealthy. Fingernails don't make you punch people. Scratching people. Yeah, they people. just make you scratch them. Some might say more valuable. I'm not one of those people, but some might say. But, like, adrenaline is what triggers your fight or flight. Right? Yes. If you listen to my description, that was evident, but continue. We need that, I think, a little bit more than we need fingernails. All right. We need to know how we're going to react in a situation. (laughs) Okay, adrenaline. Okay, we'll go with adrenaline. Now, rain versus electricity. This one's difficult. Ying and yang, bro. Floods versus thunderstorms. Drowning versus electrocution. I think I'm leading a little bit more towards rain. Because without rain, we have droughts. Yes, but as you mentioned earlier, we have irrigation now. We have other ways to get water to these things. Yeah, but we're not doing a great job of that right now. Um, As the local and podcast agricultural specialists, we'll be fine. Okay. I'm going to go... If electricity can beat caterpillars, it can definitely beat rain. That's all I'm saying. All right, we can go electricity. Electricity. Submarines versus adrenaline. Um, I think we got to go with submarines. Why? Um, because one has nukes and the other one makes people excited. You are really thinking about this whole like 
nuclear option. I'm just saying. See, when I think of submarines, yeah. I think of that scene in Aquaman where, like, Jason Momoa, like, busts through the top and he, like, beats the crap out of Black Manta. See, here's the problem with that. Should have been, should have been further down. The whole point of submarines is to go deep. Subwater. And, you know, there's also that episode of Doctor Who where they're on the submarine and lake monsters are being kept on the submarine. All right. First of all, let me let me dispel something right now. Submarines are like sharks. They don't exist in freshwater. I meant to say ocean. Ocean monsters. I'm really glad you didn't fact check me on that because I'm not sure that's true. What I'm saying, all I'm saying is there's more to look at submarines than just a nuclear option. Anyway, I'm okay with submarines. I'm okay with submarines. Over adrenaline? Yeah. All right. Submarines versus electricity. Without electricity, there wouldn't be submarines. Ah, uh, but nuclear power. <laughs> but it's still electricity. I see your point. Electricity is the champion for this week, which means it's going head to head with the color green. Now, electricity is blue or clear or white, depending how you look at it. Some people might also say yellow, but it's definitely not green. So there's no conflict of interest here. I don't. I can't think of any flashes off the top of my head that run with green electricity. Yes. However, maybe our eyes... No, I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to say somehow we couldn't see. Yeah, that really didn't make sense. So (laughs) maybe we used to see green. Nope, don't know where I was going with that one. Just bail. Yeah. uh, I'm going to make this work. Anyway, so our one hit wonder this week. (laughs) No, no, no. Which one wins? Electricity. Beats green? Yes. And I'll tell you why. Oh, 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 oh. I thought we were waiting until like we had a full bracket. No, probably don't need that. Electricity versus green. When electricity strikes green things, it catches them on fire, making them no longer green. Yeah, we can go with electricity. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Electricity is our winner. Uh, Beat the formerly undefeated champion, Green. Congratulations, Electricity. Um, You'll get your award in the mail. Thank you for playing with the bracket boys. Thank you, Ben Franklin. I don't think he's a... Thank you, Zeus. Now, what were you saying, Greg? One hit, uh, our one hit wonder. Mm-hmm. Our one hit wonder is simply titled "How many?" I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Sure. That start with the that start with the phrase "How many?" Okay. And hopefully it'll spawn interesting discussions. Sure. Uh, how many teeth can you collect before it's weird? Mm. So here's the thing. Uh, I know it's not uncommon for parents to keep their children's baby teeth yeah and so i'm like how many of those baby teeth can you have before it's like oh you're keeping them for a reason i think it's any more than the amount of children you have so basically one for each kid what no i'm saying you get a full set for each kid if you only have one kid but you have two sets that's weird man (laughs) that's weird Okay. Can you imagine a parent going and be like, hey, uh, I heard your kid lost a tooth. Five bucks I'll pay for, you it. for it. <laughs> Five bucks. <laughs> More than the tooth fairy would give you. <laughs> yeah. Look at this ROI, man. You're making money. <laughs> um, what if it was your own teeth? Mm, how many teeth? I think you're allowed to keep at least one of your own teeth. I think you can keep your wisdom teeth. Yeah. And I think... Here's the thing. What are you... I'm okay with you keeping as many as you want in a case of your own. So if you want to keep your wisdom teeth, all your baby teeth in a case, that's fine. What I don't want is you to get creative with them. Let's not make this into an arts and crafts project. You know, I don't know what you would do with them, but technically they are ivory. So any form of jewelry off the table, not allowed. Um, Necklaces, earrings, bracelets. No, no thanks. And... Uh, don't put them in stuffed animals. I know that's been done before. Uh, shouldn't be on any walls. Can't be used for decorative purposes. That's my limit yeah. on teeth. It should be in a museum. Right. Be like, oh, these are Cleopatra's teeth. We're like, okay, that's a little weird. But makes sense. She's famous. Um, if you find a mummy and it's got teeth, it's legit. 
what if I had a famous person's teeth? Like, what if you came over and I'm like, uh, yeah, this is my room. This is where I keep my Xbox. And uh, here's Cara Delevingne's teeth. I'd be like, oh, she's still alive. What the heck? If you're like, <laughs> hey, I had Abraham Lincoln's teeth. I'm like, how much did you pay for that? Obviously, this is extremely lucrative. Um, yeah. But if you pick someone that's alive, that's not okay. So also, <laughs> how many people, how many teeth do you have? 32? I think so. Yeah. So 33? That's the answer All of right. your own one of an alive person. That's not related to you. Too many. You know what? I'm even going to go with so far as to say 34. Cause if you like get one tooth knocked out, you can keep like a tooth that gets knocked out. Okay. Yeah. I'll All allow right. It. How many cats before you are deemed a cat person, like a crazy cat lady or a uh, two. crazy cat guy? no yeah that is, hey you no. got more than one no hey what i'm sorry no. i'll tell you this but uh you're lonely that that is the you get one answer. cat per human in your house i disagree. So if you're by I yourself disagree home girl you got one if you got yourself and a spouse significant other partner you get two because maybe you both bought a cat to the relationship My answer was four god craig that explains a lot that explains so much. No, one. Listen, mm-hmm, I I'm think listening. if a person lives by themselves and they have the space for like three cats, it's like more than I would expect, but I, like, I can still get with it. Yeah. But that fourth cat mm. is where you kind of like, oh, you're just Selena Kyle now. Bro, if I went to a person's house and they're a reasonably attractive person, so I'm going to give them the benefit of doubt. I'm going to go to their house. They got three cats. Even if I wasn't allergic, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is not going to work. Because that's because think of it. There's All a right. process well, to getting a agree cat. To disagree, you got to come up with names. Hey, uh, tell us how many you cats gotta... are the appropriate number of cats. All right. Yeah. Hey, Next everyone. Question. And I know I'm going to be on the because here's the thing. Here's the problem with our listeners. They're lonely people listening to us. So they're going to say, you're right. I'm telling you all, you're wrong. It's two. One per person. You got a big family? Well, congratulations. Each one of you has your own pet. So it's flexible. But if you're by yourself, I'm sorry, you're lonely. And I'm doing this for you. All right. Next question. How many Mm -hmm. movies can you watch before it becomes a movie marathon? Are they related? Like Harry Potter's. Let's get an answer for both okay completely just like watching a movie back to back i think you could do three anything more than three you'd be like all right but we had other stuff because you got your double feature your triple feature and then movie marathon yeah i think if it's a series like batman right christopher nolan's batman uh batman begins dark knight dark knight rises if you watch all those back to back to back that's a marathon those movies are long dude not a single one of them is under two hours and you're doing it from beginning to completion. That's a marathon. So I think if it's anything like toy stories, there's four of them. If you watched four in a row, it's a marathon. But if there's only two movies like Incredibles, if you watch them both together, it wouldn't be, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm marathoning the Incredibles. I'd be like, Oh, you're watching both movies. That's not a marathon. So on that same note, mm-hmm. how many movies are too many to watch in a single day? No such thing. None. All of them. So if you just do like 16 hours of movies, you're, who cares? Who cares? That's an event. It's not too many. Because you don't, you don't do it on accident. You always do it on purpose. No one's like, you know what? I'm going to watch six movies today. You know that going in. You're never like, let me check my phone. Still no plans. Hey, that girl still doesn't talk to me. Guess I'm watching another movie. That's never happened. People know what they're doing. And I respect it. What's not okay is if you watch the same movie more than twice in the same day. No, more than once in the same day. That's not allowed. That's not allowed. So. Yeah. So if you're a teacher that likes to show movies in class. Sorry. So sorry. See, here's the thing. They're not watching movies. They're throwing the movie up and then they're grading homework. Because they're hungover and they couldn't accomplish what they needed to accomplish. I'm not dissing it, but that's what you're doing. So I think you have an unlimited amount 
as long as you don't repeat. Unlimited. Watch as many movies as you want. I'll support it. Tag me in your longest movie marathon, and I'll retweet you because I support that behavior. All right. How many days until you have to shower or bathe? Okay. I think, and this is a hot take, when you smell, you need a shower. If you don't smell, no need. What about, are you still applying deodorant? Yeah. Here's the thing. You, it's not like you can cover up this. We're not going to allow you to cover up the smell. So you're not going to be using deodorant or cologne or anything like that. Because I don't want you to cover it up. That's not the point. It's if from bare naked body, nothing on you. You know, let's say you step out of the shower. You don't put on aftershave. You don't. You can brush your teeth because that doesn't count. You're not putting on deodorant. If you can just go through life and you never smell, it's, yeah, you're a little dirty, but I'm, I'll allow it. Are you not- ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the for the deepest cut? Did you ever watch that show that was made by the same people that made Total Drama Island? The show was called Sixteen, and there was an episode where they had a smell contest mm-hmm. to see who would smell the best without bathing. And they came to the conclusion that the longer you went without bathing, the better you smelled as a person because your body just like got used to it. So the guy who won the contest won because he hadn't showered in like a month. Yeah. See, the thing is smell is subjective. That's when they talk about like pheromones and stuff. And then like how it matches with your immune system. You want someone very different from your immune system. So if they're very different, they'll just their natural smell smell good. I don't know if there's any science behind that. Kind of just made it up. I can't remember. Um, So that doesn't completely surprise me. But if you smell, you fix it that instant or the next available instant. You're on a run. You come back. You're sweaty and gross. You're showering right then and there. Smell is important. I think you can go like one work day. Like one work day without showering. two Two weekend days without showering. So if you shower on Friday and you don't shower again until like Sunday night, Monday morning, whatever. See, I'll let you go further if you don't smell. You can go Monday through Friday, no showering, don't smell. I don't care if you're dirty. Like, don't be licking your hands and stuff. Like, that's gross. So wash your hands. But like showering? Yeah, man, you're good. All right. Final question. Send it. How many pockets are too many pockets? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here's the thing. Cargo pockets are not okay. Not okay. Cargo shorts, cargo pants. Not a- Hey, you're a hi- you can wear it if you're a hiker. If you're a hiker, you're in the military, you're out in the field and out- outdoor activities, that's okay. If you're just going places, I'll give you two front pockets on your pants, two back pockets on your pants. A hoodie is one pocket. Say you're not wearing a hoodie. Say you're wearing a jacket. Two outdoor, two out pockets, two indoor, indoor, outdoor pockets, two indoor pockets. So eight pockets, I think. What about a breast pocket? And I'll give you one breast pocket. So nine? Nine. Max, bro. Max. Unless you're hunting. Or you're, (laughs) or you're, you're. Okay, but what if I'm wearing like a windbreaker that has like an inside pocket? Over what? Because if you have a wind, okay, so you have your you have your pants pockets, which is four right there, yep. right? And then you have a windbreaker on over long sleeve shirt, whatever. Yep. Um, you got your two on the bottom, yeah, possibly two on the inside, and then you get one extra. Okay, but let's not get cre- let's not get crazy with it, you know. <laughs> what you're not allowed to do is like double up on jackets. You're like, oh, I'm more cold than I thought I was going to be. Let me put a jacket over my windbreaker. Not only is not not the point of a windbreaker. But you're exceeding the number of pockets. Because that's here's the problem. You need to pay for something, right? You're at a you're at a football game, you concession stand. Where's your wallet? Now you have to do an inventory of the 17 pockets you have. And the guy behind you is like, hey man, are you good? And you're like, I'm so I, it's too much, man. Nine pockets. And that's the correct answer. But we're not gonna get crazy with it. Like obviously socks don't count as pockets, you know? Obviously bras don't count as pockets. Bras don't count as pockets. All that stuff doesn't count as pockets. Pockets count as pockets. Put it on a t-shirt. All right. That was how many? I kind of dig it. Unfortunately, it's never coming back again. Hashtag never ever. Wonder. So, Craig. So, Alex. What's next week's movie? Next week's movie, we are watching 
the Christopher Nolan movie Tenet. Now, Alex and I have both seen this movie already. We're going to be yes. recording the segment shortly. Um, pay attention. Hey, if you guys are going to go see this movie, uh, pay attention. Also, go see this movie. Little spoiler for next episode. It's worth your time. It's worth your money. I think it's questionable whether or not it's worth getting COVID, so be smart about it. But trust me, it's worth it. Go see it. Yeah, Alex and I both did it super safe. I went with my brother, and we were the only two people in the theater. Yeah. We were socially distant. We were able to wear masks when we weren't eating. It was pretty nice. We couldn't get refills. Movie theaters, they know what they're doing. So be smart about it, but definitely go see this movie. Go see this movie. If you like Christopher Nolan movies like Dunkirk, Interstellar, Inception, the Batmans we referenced earlier, you're going to like this movie. Just watch it. All right. Well, on that note, we will uh, tell you guys, make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Permanent Good. Follow our podcast on your respective podcast feed on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you're able to leave us a review, if, you know, your podcatcher asks for a review, why not? Why not give us some stars? Hey, but heart to heart here, audience member. If you don't like this, tell me personally. Don't tell the world. Blow yeah. up my spot. Hey, at Alex the Goods, G-O-O-D-E-S, in case you don't know about goods. I hated every second of it. I am personally DMing you to know that not only do I hate your voice, but somehow it puts me to sleep at the same time. I wake up due to nightmares. I hate this week's improv. I hate this week's middle segment. Your descriptions suck. I hate your podcast. I'd be like, wow, hurtful, crying a little bit, but at least I didn't leave a review. We have a code (laughs) on this podcast. And as a listener, you are bound to it. So four stars and up. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. We'll see you next week. I'm Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. See you next week. See you later.